So today we're talking about a way that kills dreams. Yeah. Do you want your dreams to be killed? No. <laughs> would you like to not fulfill your destiny? No. How would you like to work hard all your life just to find out you didn't make it? <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that? I don't want that. Well, then you need to hear what we're talking about today. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You need to hear it. So we're talking about, you know, we've been in the series on Sunday on the two parts of life. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about the list. Woohoo, the list. Woohoo, the list. Is this my notes? It is my notes. And um, so James <laughs> 2, James chapter 2 and verse 10 says this, for whoever keeps the whole law and yet, stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. In other words, all of his work was null and void if he is working by the law, by legalism. And that's what we're talking about today is how, what does legalism look like? What does it feel like to us? And so one of the things that I said was in the two parts of life is one of the things I've said is I was waiting for that moment as a pastor where you would say, hey, you know, tell me, tell me what I'm doing wrong. And you'd humble yourself. You'd get to that place of humility. You'd reach out for help. And I'd be like, oh, I've been keeping a list for you. You should not do this. You should do this. And here you go. And do this. Don't do this. Do this. Do this. Don't do this. And I'd hand people the list. And, but my experience was that only very few people actually grew in that. Yeah. Um, there was the, the only people that really grew and experienced blessings out of that were the ones that were very hungry or very humble. And we know that most people are not those things all the time in our society. So I was not helping very many people. And because of that, I was just like, Lord, Okay, here's the situation. Here's where our society is. Here's where church society is. But there's got to be an answer to help more people now and not you know, wait for them to get hungry and humble to the point where this works for them like this. There's got to be an answer. And there was. And so the Lord basically told me, he said, every time he took me to this verse, now think about this. I'm, you're coming to me. You're saying, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to do right <laughs> What am I doing wrong? You're coming to me asking that question. And then I give you the list. And it looks like, hey, if I'll do these things, if I'll do these things, it'll work. Yeah. And, and so you're believing me. And, I'm, and if you do these things, they will work to a degree. But the issue is our heart. Yeah. Why are we doing that list? Yeah. What's empowering us to do that list? And, but here's the thing. According to James 2, I just gave you the law. I just gave you the list. I just gave you the point-by-point -point things to do. Don't sin. Do righteousness. Do these things. But the issue is, if you're trying to accomplish it by just checking off all the boxes on your list, if you miss one box being checked, it kills it. So I'm after my dreams. I'm after my goals. But I'm trying to be legalistic about fulfilling everything, yeah. every I dotted, every T crossed in my life. And if I miss one, if I'm doing it by the law and not doing it by love and faith and hope, remember these three things abide, faith, hope, and love. If I'm not doing it by that and that system, 
I basically fail from the beginning, and it's going to kill my dreams. It's nothing's going to work because I'm being legalistic, and I'm not able to uphold all of those things unless I get it perfect. I, from now until we go to heaven, I got to get it perfect. Well, who of us has gotten it perfect? You know, I haven't See, since I've been born again. I can promise you, I've not gotten it perfect. Have you gotten it perfect? You know, who who wants to actually see our dreams fulfilled and not, you know, not miss it? And so what this looks like, though, is, and this is interesting, is I've got to get everything lined up to receive from God, right? I've got to get everything perfect. Now, I know both of y'all have had moments where you've been like that. We were just talking about one on the way here. I've been like that before. But you see, when I start trying to get everything lined up, like that, I'm moving into legalism. I'm moving into a work of the law. And if I don't do it all right the whole time, every time, I'm already guilty of all. It's not going to, God tells us, it's not going to work. Yeah. And so the issue is, like I brought up the, the bracelet, what would Jesus do? So a lot of, think about that. A lot of people, when they look at that bracelet, what do they do? They think, well, I need to do this. I need to not do this. I need to do this. So they're trying to formulate this list to complete, not based off of love and faith, but based off of checking off the boxes. I need to, I need to be like Jesus, so let me do that. Now, here's the thing. The love of God leads us to repentance. And so when we actually receive God's love, it will write the laws on my heart, and then all I have to do is just follow those laws that he's written on my heart. And if I miss something, I just confess it. God is faithful and just to forgive me, make, make me wipe away all of those transgressions, make me righteous, keep me in that righteousness. And then I'm empowered to go and win that next thing. I'm empowered to win it, to win it, to win it. So um, I was just thinking about, I want to hear more of the story. We, we didn't get into all of it, but you had a situation like this yesterday where you didn't feel, you weren't feeling it. Yeah. Even the whole day you were saying, I wasn't feeling it. And so it's kind of like, I'm not feeling it. All your ducks were not in a row, and here you were called to lead youth. And I need to, I need to give a message. I need to lead youth, and I'm just not feeling it. So your list is unchecked. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? Um, well, I reached out to you. Yeah. <laughs> that helped. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, one of the things you just encouraged me to do is just pray and receive from the Lord and flow. Like, that's mm -hmm. the main thing that you said was just flow. Um, that you didn't say you got to check these boxes because I asked for the list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just now realizing that. I was like, what should I do? Like, to, yeah. to, to, I realized It was that. a good question. Yeah. It was a good question. Okay, cool. Praise God. The answer really has a lot of that mm -hmm. and, and the receiver based off of that yeah. decision. So, anyway. Um, but uh, but it was really just just flow like trust that the Holy Spirit's gonna gonna move and flow you know and he did yeah. it was actually a really good service it was a great message like the, the Holy Spirit was really moving yeah um, and honestly like right right you know I I went aside and I was just praying and seeking the Lord reached out to you and prayed um, just Lord flow through me like you sent me that the passage He's made us able and adequate ministers you know that's yeah. what what He's create who He's called us to be yeah. able and adequate. So either I can rely on my feelings and say, well, I don't feel adequate right now, so I guess I'm not. Or I can just, no, I, I receive what he already said about me. Yeah. And, and so when, 
when you encouraged me in that, I was like, okay, whether, whether I feel it or not, because I still didn't feel it at that point. Whether right. I feel it or not, it's there. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so, and, and this is an area where I've missed it a lot in the past, where I, if I'm not feeling it, that means I missed something. And if I, and if I feel like I'm missing something, then I can't, I can't be in faith. You know what I mean? Like, I might be, you know, like according to that list, you know, because yeah. if in my head I'm telling myself, well, if that's not checked off, then, it, then it's not going to work. Then I'm not in faith because yeah. faith is the assurance of things hoped for, you know, yeah. the evidence of things not seen. So whether I'm feeling it or not, I can still flow in, in, in what the Lord's calling me to do. But if in, in my head I'm saying something's not checked, yeah. therefore I can't flow. I'm not in faith anymore. Yeah. And I can't flow because that's where my faith is now. Well, and that, that's the question. And yeah. you, may I ask this question is, who is our faith supposed to be in? In ourself and what we've checked off or in what Jesus has finished? In Him. Our faith is in Him, not yeah. in what we've done, but in what He's done. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, God's not mocked. Things we do have a yeah. cause and effect, but we put our faith not in what we've done. Yeah. We put our faith in what He's done. Yeah. And so in that moment, I'm not feeling it. Maybe I've got something off. Mm-hmm. But the issue is he didn't have anything off. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you turn your faith towards him who mm-hmm. makes you able and adequate. And all yeah. of a sudden you find provision even yeah. when you weren't feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Keep on. Yeah. Well, no. It's <laughs> then just... what happened? As you, as you turned mm-hmm. away from yeah. the legalism yeah. um, and you turned to faith, what was it? Yeah, honestly, it just worked. You know, um, all of a sudden the feeling or the lack of feeling kind of subsided. And then all of a sudden, you know, as I just started doing what he's called me to do, because I stepped aside because I didn't feel like I could do it. But then then whenever I stepped back in, like, I just felt like the Holy Spirit began to unlock things. You know, during worship is when he actually gave me the scripture, you know, to be preaching on. You know, it's just like as, as... I just kind of gave myself to it. The Lord began to enlighten things. He yes. began to point things yeah. out and show me this is where we're leading today, yeah. and and it and it and it flowed. Yeah. Um, but before all that, I didn't feel it. You know, yeah. it was just cool how, despite what I felt, the Holy Spirit still did a work. Amen. 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 And they and they received. I heard yeah. it was powerful. So oh, praise God. Amen. <laughs> Good. What does this bring up to you? Um, what it brought up to me is uh, a while back, we, I was having a conversation with you and Pastor Nicole, and um, I was talking about my like desire to, to please the Lord and to, to do ministry for Him and different things like that. And I remember, um, I remember it was so, I had such a deep desire to please the Lord. And, and I thought, okay, that's a really godly good thing. Mm-hmm. And it brought up actually an issue, though, that was kind of, that was kind of masking was um, I was trying to do things to please the Lord. And I had this underlying, like, feeling like the Lord is not pleased with me. So right. I need to spend my life trying to earn him being pleased with me yeah. and constantly also measuring it by my flesh, looking at my flesh and saying, okay, how did, how was my flesh today? Yeah. Okay, I missed it. I didn't miss it, but it really brought up this, um, this trying to do things so that the Lord would be pleased with me. Yeah. And it, it brought out a, a focus of me. It yeah. really, it, 
it really wasn't about the Lord. It really was about me. Of I need, I need the Lord. I need to feel like the Lord's pleased with me. Right. And the issue with that is, it was, it was affecting everything. It was affecting all my decisions. The heart, the motivation, yeah. wasn't I'm doing things to love the Lord. It wasn't a motivation of love. It was really a motivation of selfishness. Of I'm trying to yeah. get something. I'm trying to earn th- something. So I'm going to do the. I'm going to. I'm going to go to prayer today to get the Lord to be pleased with me because I don't, I don't think he is, so maybe that will please him. Yeah. I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do this well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on the Word today, and maybe if I say something good, the Lord will be really pleased with yeah. me today. Yeah. And it really was, it, was a, it was really affecting everything. And yeah. I, I remember uh, Pastor Nicole, through conversation, pointed it out, and I was like, I, I've never noticed that. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. And I really needed a heart change to not be trying to do things to please the Lord. Right. That's really been a source of a lot of legalism for me is yeah. trying to earn that, uh, the Lord being pleased with me. That's the key. It's not that we shouldn't be pleasing to the Lord. That's obvious. We should be pleasing to the Lord, and we should please the Lord. But why are we doing it? Yeah. Our, why are the why has everything to do with it? Yeah. And you were trying. Your why was simply to pay a price to please him, yeah. not because you love him, but because I want to be almost perfect. Yeah. I want to be perfect in his eyes, and so you were doing it by works, not by faith. Yeah. And yeah. it really, it almost looked like love. Very it close. Almost, it looked like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this to. Please you, but really I'm doing this. It must this. be good, right? Really, it's I'm no. doing it so you're pleased with me so yeah. that I can fill something there that I have not received. I have not received yeah. forgiveness. I have not received your love by faith, so I'm going to do act, do works and things to That's earn great. it. And a lot of, yeah. I think the root of that, and I don't know if this is, anyone else may have had some similar experiences. The root of that for me was because I had made some bad decisions in the past. Yeah. I felt like I had to pay a penance, pay yeah. a price. Yeah. That okay, the Lord is not pleased with me because of what I've done. Yeah. So that kind of was lingering, and I hadn't by faith received forgiveness. Yes. So I'm yeah. gonna, I'm just for a very, um, for the rest of my life, I guess it was, I was just gonna pay a price until I had that revelation. So you're paying a price to get God's forgiveness which you didn't realize at first. It was sneaky. The devil is a deceiver. We talked about that last week. You're paying a price to get forgiveness so that you can feel his love again. You're paying a price to walk in his goodness again, and you don't realize it, but you slipped away from faith and into legalism. And basically, as soon as you do that, everything you're doing for the Lord is basically dead. It's dead because you've got to be, uh, you've got to be obedient in all or you're guilty of all. If you miss one thing, you're guilty of all, according to that verse. So that's why we want to talk about this, is because a lot of people are trying to accomplish things. They're trying to get these things done, and they don't realize that they're doing it out of legalism. They're not doing it out of, I'm doing this because I love God. They're doing this out of, I'm trying to pay a price, and maybe they don't realize they're paying a price, which is why we want to bring light to that today is, And when you do it, I'm going after this dream. I'm going after this dream of fellowship with God. I'm going after this destiny and and not realizing that I will not accomplish it. I may work really, really hard 
but I won't accomplish it if I'm following the letter of the law and legalism. I'll only accomplish it if I'm operating through the love of God. And so what I was saying with the, what would Jesus do is, that's not a bad question. It's good to examine that. But once you have the list of what Jesus would do, why do you do those things? To pay a price, to get your prayers answered, to have the the Holy Ghost goosebumps on Sunday morning, you know? Why do you... You know, that was Holy Ghost goosebumps, not jazz hands. Uh, why do you? Why do you? Why are you doing that to get healed? Right to get delivered. Why are you doing that thing? Yeah. And so many times people, you know, they'll go to services. Just like if I go to enough services, I'll get healed. Yeah. That's not the way that works. That you're in legalism. You know. Yeah. Well, if I track down these great and mighty men of God, then uh, one of them will touch me and I'll be healed. That's legalism. And now you're guilty. It doesn't work. You're already broken. It's already not going to work. And so people don't realize that they're in those systems. And and here's why you said you said something that sparked this is we the corrupted flesh always wants to pay a price. The corrupted flesh always wants to pay a penalty like it, it. it sees that and it feels like it needs to pay a penalty. Part of the reason is the corrupted flesh is deceived as to how that is paid, right? It's all, the corrupted flesh is deceived on that, and it's a deceiver of those things. And, and I'll say what the Lord said to me years ago, Jesus Christ already paid a price, and yeah. we will never pay a higher price. Yeah. He paid the price for our forgiveness, for our healing, for our deliverance, for our prosperity, for our protection, for our restoration, for our fellowship with God. He paid the price for all of that. And we, you and I, will never pay a higher price. It's already paid. It is finished. You know, it's finished. We will never pay a higher price. So when we get in that mindset of I have to pay for something, right? I have to pay for something. We instantly move to the place where we're already guilty of all, and it, and we we instantly identify with failure in that moment when we try to yeah. pay the price or we try to pay the penalty. What we do is we go, you know, First John, uh, you know, chapter one, and we say, if you have sinned, you know, confess your sins, and He is faithful and just to remove all transgression. That's all you had to do. Yeah. And then like that particular instance, how many years had you carried that? A while. A while. I mean, yeah. I would I I would for sure if I had not had uh the revelation that you and Pastor Nicole had helped me have of uh re- receiving yeah. forgiveness by faith, not by works, I know I'd still be carrying it now. Yeah. Yeah. And it had been going on for some time and it that. was sinking you. It was like eating you up because you kept trying to pay a higher and higher price. And it wasn't working. Yeah. And and it's like now you're discouraged, and eventually what that leads to is you get mad at God. You know, yeah. you start blaming God for yeah. stuff. Now you can see that's not going to yeah. work. For like us. I, I I would have gotten, and I've had times where I got to this point of like resenting in my flesh, not really my spirit, obviously, yeah. but resenting God for not forgiving me because I don't feel the forgiveness because I didn't receive it by yeah. faith. So I'm thinking, God, why aren't, why aren't you forgiving me? Why aren't you helping me? When really it's because I was yeah. condemned and not applying any faith. Yeah. I wasn't receiving. 
Exactly. The victory that overcomes the lack of the world is our faith, not our payment. It's our faith. Yeah. So, and, and the Word shows us all over the Word. We're saved by faith, not by works. We're not saved by works. We're saved by faith, right? Yeah. And I think that that's very important. Do you have anything? I'm just thinking, like, even especially... And hold one second, sorry. Yeah. If y'all have any questions, go ahead and put them in there. I did see that, that Kevin said, Marky, get out of my mailbox. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I, I was just, just going to say, like, you know, regarding, like, healing as one example, you know, um, you see the woman with the issue of blood. She said, I know if I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Right. You know, and that's that was faith talking. That wasn't legalism. She wasn't saying, if I don't do this, I won't receive it. She, out of an overflow of the faith, she wanted to, she, like, out of that that faith overflow, I know when I do this, it yes. will, I will receive yes. it. And, and, you know, even there have been times where, you know, we've had conversations where I'm believing for something, and I'm like, oh, should I be believing for a healing or a miracle and I'm like I'm like trying to like piece it all together like if I if I'm not believing in the right way or believing yeah. for the right specific thing yeah. you know then it's not going to manifest going back to like the list and the legalism yeah. and stuff like that like there have been times whenever I've been in the the healing line I'm like okay step 1 get out of your head step 2 you know like I'm trying to like go, go through the, all the prerequisites stop doing the list yeah. step 4 <laughs> yeah. stop doing the list but but really you know it's um, <laughs> You've you never know. been there? I have done that so many times. I have tried to use the list <laughs> mm -hmm. to, to get, get out, out of, the, of list. the list. I have too. Um, the but, list being legalism yeah. and all it's the points It's just been a longer time for me since mm -hmm. I did that. That's all, but I've done it. Yeah. That's how I can teach you mm -hmm. what I did wrong, and you can learn yeah. quicker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, you even look into James chapter 5, you know, when it says, is any among you sick, you know, let him call the elders of the church. Yeah. What, what's, that's just a point of contact for your faith to, to yeah. you know, where where I'm applying my faith. I know that God's word says it, and I know I'm receiving it because yeah. I know it's already been made available to me. But in my head, it's, well, I need to do that. And if I can do that properly, oh, yeah. it didn't work. Maybe maybe I didn't have the faith that I should, you know, like, it's throw all that aside. No, that's yeah. I know that it's already been made available to me. Yeah. I know that he's already made put it within my reach and told me to take yeah. a hold of it. So when, when as I'm doing those things, I'm not doing it because it's by doing those things that I receive. I'm I'm receiving, you yeah. know, what God has already made available to me, and I'm just being obedient to Him. That's right. But what, as I'm being obedient, I know I'm receiving it. It's not because I'm doing it, I'm yeah. receiving it. It's yeah. I'm receiving it, you know, and I'm just stepping out in faith, and this is my point of contact. Yeah, you know. I, let me let me have you put this in the comments is that the thing that drives our action should be faith, hope, or love, yeah. not a payment or penalty. Yeah. The thing that drives in other words, the action may be the same, but what's driving it? See, when I put Lord, you are my provider, and I know that you're gonna give me favor. And then my my faith may be that because I know he's going to be my provider, I go out and I go start applying to different places, and I find that favor because faith was applied. 
Now, the difference is I can say, I've got to pay the price. I've got to get out there and beat the bush. And I've got to go out. And you can go to the same company and have no favor because faith was not released. Mm -hmm. The action was the same, but the why was different. Yeah. One's in legalism. One's in faith, hope, mm -hmm. and love. Yeah. Yeah. And even though the action's the same. So can you see how this can kill dreams? Because people can be out there. They can be active. Mm -hmm. And then when they're active and they, it doesn't work, they get mad at God, you know. Yeah. Now, now their faith's definitely not going to work, yeah. you know, in that way. And and so we're. This is one of those little fine things that we can fall over into the side of legalism, yeah. and we can miss salvation mm -hmm. in that area. We can miss the provision. We can miss the protection. And people think I did it, and then they get mad at God. And it yeah. was actually them that was didn't know to stay out of works for yeah. work's sake but only work for faith's sake, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, that, that small defining piece kills dreams, and that's why we're talking about it today. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask is, I know for me, a lot of this, um, well, it remind, we kind of come back to the two parts of life with yeah. this, which we've been talking about, is I know when I received this revelation, it changed the way that I was able to give to the Lord. I had started receiving love, so I was able to then start giving love to yeah. Him, not works and everything. It changed that a lot. Going back to the receiving first, um, can you explain the difference between the like God being pleased with us as like a state versus pleased with our actions? Because I know there... There's a little bit of a, I think there's a little bit of a difference there where yeah. I was always going by, is he pleased with my actions as a as determining factor of is he pleased with me instead of is he pleased yeah. with me based off of the price that Jesus paid for him to see me as kind of. Can you talk yeah. about that pleasing? Well, the blood of Christ has justified us, right? The word says it's justified us. And if I'm remembering it correctly, the blood's done multiple things for us, but one of them is it's justified. If I'm remembering it correctly, the justification of the blood of Christ was a legal uh, pronouncement from the judge. In other words, you are right. You are right. And it makes us righteous. We're justified. It's a legal declaration that you're right. Well, that, your right stays in place as long as you do not deny Christ after that moment. You know, it stays in place. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean that, and so, in other words, the legal state of who you are is done and settled. And you have a right to approach the throne if you mess up, which is what First John is. But just because you're right with God doesn't mean that you, everything you do is pleasing to God. So our actions, so the state is right, and he's pleased with me in the state. That's how he can be pleased with men. Remember in Luke chapter 2, is because Jesus came, as soon as Jesus arrived on the scene, everything changed. Everything changed. And, and the angels pronounce it, uh, you know, great good news of great joy to all men with whom he's pleased. Like, that's a bewildering statement because everybody was a sinner at that moment. Yeah. But the moment Jesus shows up on the scene, he becomes pleased with mankind because they have the ability to be right with God. And it's an amazing act of God's love. So this, their state was there. Now, that didn't mean everybody was 
That didn't mean everybody was born again. And we go in, in the 2 Corinthians 5, and you see that it, it says 2 Corinthians 5. Let's look at it because it's such a, it's such a an, again, a bewildering statement that it just seems like, is that what it really just said? Are, are we sure that's what it said? So 2 Corinthians 5, and, and watch this, verse 19, 2 Corinthians 5, 19. Namely, that God was in Christ. So the Father was in Christ, reconciling or making right the world to himself. Not Christians, the world. That means everybody. So, you know, we look at the Father and we're like, you see the Old Testament and you kind of sometimes think like, man, he was mean. A lot of that is some bad translation from the original language to the English We've, we've missed some pieces there, and there are some, some uh, biases that came out in our English in that way. But when you look at the full context of the word, it's there the whole time. You can see it. We have to receive it as a child. But one of the things that you see here is he wasn't making right just Christians. He made the world right. And then he talks about the world, he says, not counting their trespasses against them. And he's committed to us the word of reconciliation, or he's given us the ministry to tell people, no, you're right in God's eyes. Through Christ, you're right. Now, the point is, you have to receive it. So there's this point, there's this time of grace where we have the ability to receive Christ freely by faith, and we will then enact, we will then enact the rightness with God, and that's when justification happens in our life, all right? That's when it's applied to our life. Now, we're, we're right in that way. But how many of us, after we've been made right with God, we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ, we're in fellowship with God, but our actions have been sin. Well, then the issue is when your actions move to sin, although you are justified and right and pleasing in God's eyes, according to the state of your spirit man, right? Your spirit man's good, but the actions of the flesh man and of the soul are not pleasing. And we need to get that fellowship. So what we have is we have been made right with God, so we're still right with God, but the issue is we put stress on that and we actually start walking in a, a place of lesser fellowship. And all we have to do is say, Lord, you know what? I missed it. Quickly repent and come back and God will say, and we confess our sins, Lord. And when we confess them and we're repenting, it's not like, okay, I know I did wrong. I'm going to keep doing wrong, but I yeah. just want to get on your good side. That, you know, that's not going to work. You know, God sees the heart. But when we say, Lord, I'm, I got this wrong and I legitimately, I do not want to do this ever again. I'm confessing. I will not do it again. I repent. That means a complete change of heart. And so then instantly he says he is faithful and just to forgive us of that stuff, and that fellowship is reunited. Now, we were right in his eyes in the spirit, but if we keep on down that, going down that path, it can lead us to the place where we break that fellowship and uh, we deny Christ, which, of, of course, is the unpardonable sin in that way. Well, that's, But how do you get there? by not dealing with that stuff that you miss. So we can be right and justified in God's eyes, but things are not working like they should. And that means our fellowship is off, 
and we need to get our fellowship walk back in that you know walk back in that righteousness again it's not that we that we don't know god but there's a disconnect of his blessing there's a disconnect of his presence and we're in the family but it's kind of like an, it's like the prodigal son you know he was in the family the whole time but he was away from the blessings as soon as he repented there he was, and the father yeah. came running to him because the father is faithful and just in that way. So his actions weren't pleasing while he was away. His actions weren't, but he was still a son. You know. Now the issue is, did he let that place wake him up and go back home, or did he let that place drag him further down into death? And that's, the, that's where we want to be quick to repent because the quicker we are to repent, the quicker we can operate and walk in the blessings of our Father's house, and therefore the blessings overflow into other people's lives too. So yeah. does that help? Yeah. Would you say it's also kind of like um, the difference between relationship and fellowship? Like um, E.W. Kenyon talks about it in the Blood Covenant book, I believe. Where, yes. Um, relationship is still there, but yes. fellowship is yes. cut yes. off. And I, I think that's been a... Like, I know for me, like if I... I, if I had uh, made a mistake, sin, my like I, um, you know, something was on my conscience, I would think not only did yeah. I am I am I hindering fellowship, I'm yeah. hindering relationship. So then I would think everything everything's cut off. I think that yes, you you just think like you're completely estranged, and the devil wants you to be in condemnation to feel that way as well. I'll, I'll tell it. Barrett, if you're watching and um, something comes up over here, you can read a question to us or anything. So if you'll be prepared to do that. But, um, yeah, I think relationship and fellowship is a great thing to, and a great way of looking at that. One of the things for me is, and, and the Lord gave me this example, if you look at my birth certificate, my dad is always going to be my father. That's never going to change. He's my father. That's our relationship. And he'll say, your relationship, father, you know, that's our relationship. But that doesn't mean we hang out together, which is fellowship. And so there can be a break in the intimate fellowship, but still be a relationship. So the relationship is, I'm justified in the eyes of God. I am his child. I am a part of the family. But my fellowship's off right now. And so as soon as we recognize that our fellowship's off, we want to immediately change that yeah. and get that back where it needs to be. You know, yeah. we, want to, we want to do whatever's necessary to come back into that presence of God and um, come boldly to yeah. the throne of grace. You know, a lot of people, they, when, they, when they feel that fellowship is off, they, they don't want to talk to God. They don't want to come to God. I had somebody last week, they were like, I didn't want to come talk to you as a pastor. You know, I didn't want to come talk to you. I was like, what did you find when you came and talked to me? And they were like, I'm finding grace. I'm finding love. And uh, I was like, amen. That's yeah. the way it's supposed to be, you yeah. know. And uh, now that doesn't mean I'm not going to tell you that stop doing this or start doing this. You know, you need to change this. Uh, but you're going to find love. Yeah. But sometimes love disciplines, you know, yeah. so that's a, that's a part of it as well. But don't be afraid to step back into the presence of the yeah. Father. Yeah. Don't be afraid to boldly approach the throne of yeah. grace to find help in time of yeah. need. Yeah. I love that you brought up the prodigal son because when you're looking at it on the outside and you take yourself from the situation, when you read the story of the prodigal son, yeah. like what if we said, well, he 
he thought not only had he uh, broken fellowship, he broke relationship yeah. too. So he thought, oh, I can never go home again. Yeah. We'd be reading that like, go home. Yeah. <laughs> go home to your dad. Your dad's waiting for you. That's oh, what like. the father and your pastor is doing every time you feel that. <laughs> if your pastor's you know, operating in love. So <laughs> your pastor's like, why are you doing this? Why are you not calling? Why are you not showing up? Like, just get right, you know, you guys. <laughs> Dan's the worst. I've been talking a lot. Do you have any well, questions or anything? Keep that. I want you to be both be thinking, where are some ways that you've operated in legalism that you've seen, like you mentioned, coming up and trying to receive from God? Think of some ways practically where you've operated in legalism that would help other people to say, oh, that's legalism, you know? And um, so, and then also, Barrett, see if there's anything we need to handle, just let me know. So, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, when, when you brought up that one verse, um, come boldly before the throne, I haven't done that all, a lot. <laughs> like, I mean, I haven't, I haven't done that as much as I should. Yeah. A lot of times I come sheepishly before the throne. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but the key of it, though, of that verse especially is, you know, so that you can receive grace and for help in time of need. So the, yeah. the in time of need means that not everything's right. You know, That's there, right. There, there's, yeah. there's, you need help. Something's you know? wrong. Like a lot of times I've felt like, I, like for me to come boldly, nothing can be wrong. But yeah. he's literally saying come boldly when things aren't all right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's when we need to come boldly. You know, is, is, so what yeah. are you, in order to come boldly, mm-hmm. in order to come boldly, what are you relying on? Him. Him. Not me. His character. Yeah. What he's accomplished, mm-hmm. not my list, yeah. but the list that he completed completely. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The one that he checked off and said, paid in full, it yeah. is finished. Right? So in order for us to come boldly yeah. in time of need, mm-hmm. we're not looking at ourselves mm-hmm. at all. Because if we're looking at ourselves, we're not coming boldly. Mm-hmm. The only way to come boldly is to look at what he's accomplished and what he's done. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And can you now I want you to see, so you've got a lot of people coming to God as asking him for things, praying for things, mm-hmm. praying for provision, praying for healing, praying for all of this, and they're doing it all in legalism. They're not doing it in faith, and they think they're in faith. It's a dream killer. It's a dream killer. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. It's a big, big deal. And they're they're paying, you know, it's kind of, it's the same idea. This, I, you all know I'm not a big fan of like prayer chains. You know, why? Because the idea behind most people's idea of prayer chains is the more people I get praying, the stronger it, the Lord will hear it. He hears you. Mm-hmm. He wants to hear you, mm-hmm. you know. Just one prayer. One prayer in James 5 stopped and started rain across the whole earth. One man. Yeah. Just one. And he didn't say because the man was a prophet. He said because the man was fervent. In other words, he had, he had a fervency of faithfulness and a heartfelt trust in the Lord. Yeah. The heartfelt, fervent prayer of a righteous man who didn't see his righteousness, Mm -hmm. but he saw the righteousness of God in Christ Mm -hmm. in him Mm -hmm. because of Christ's righteousness. 
the heartfelt, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, makes mm. dynamic power, dynamic mm. in its working, mm. tremendous power, dynamic in its working, and the Amplified, you can see it, yeah. dynamic in its working available. Mm. So you see that it, it was based off of righteousness. It wasn't based off of him checking off the list. It was based off of righteousness. And that righteousness we have because we've been made right in God's sight mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. So if my relationship is still there and I'm in the family, but my fellowship is off, I look to the righteousness of God in Christ, not what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. And so I don't look at the need and how helpless I am and how much of a sinner I am. I look at what Christ made me, and I rely on that even though I am not feeling it. Mm -hmm. I am not feeling it. And then, now what we're doing is we're stepping into faith and out of works, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I, got, I have a story I want, to, I want to show us in the Word in a second, but keep on with did I, I completely cut you off and make you lose your point? Or? No, if, no, you've kind of completed it. <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So one of the things that I want us to look at is this. In Matthew 11, and uh, we can look there, Matthew 11, because I want you to see this in, in working, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. Y'all don't have, don't have your Bibles. Bible. I feel very holy. I, I have my phone Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. All right, so this is a very interesting thing. This is one, to me, one of the most misquoted verses in the Bible. All right? And it says, um, Jesus is talking about John the Baptist. He says, verse 11, Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there is not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. No one greater than John the Baptist. Yet, now look, I want you to see right here, when he says yet, he's showing this is a shift. Mm -hmm. There's a, this is the way it's been, now it's shifting. Yet, he says, the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Now, wait a minute. He's the greatest born of women. And now the least in the kingdom is greater. So one of the things that the Lord's telling us is that how you used to do things was the, was the little way. Mm -hmm. Now let me show you the mighty way. Yeah. Okay. And then, then he goes on and makes the statement, which is the little way. This is the little way. All right. And he says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent men take it by force. For all the prophets of the law and the law prophesied until John. So he was saying they took it by force. They put works to it. They did it by the law. They did it by the law, right? He says, if you're willing to accept it, John himself is Elijah who was to come, which they knew when Elijah came, everything shifted because now the Messiah comes on the scene. So Jesus shows up and he says, everything's been going according to the law up to this point, and people have been violently or aggressively taking it by, by force. They've been working. They've been trying to enter the kingdom through their works. They've been trying to get into the things of the kingdom by their works. They've been, they've been aggressively 
putting their works to try and get it. And so you had the keeping of the law, you had the keeping of all the feasts, you had all of that stuff, right? All of those things. And he said, that's how they've been doing it. But he says, but now, and it, what he's referencing is that this, now the Messiah has come. Now, what's interesting is at the end of this chapter in this discourse, the last thing he says into this discourse is, and I want you to think about it. I'm going to add a, add a word to show you the context of the scripture is, that's the way y'all been doing it. But now let me show you how you should do it. Come to me, verse 28, all who are weary and heavy laden, let me, in context, from your works and trying to do it by violence and trying to do it by the law. Everyone, all of you who weren't able to get it accomplished by the law, Jesus is saying, come to me. Everyone who's, who's tired of trying to pay the price and just not working, I just feel like I'm getting nowhere, come to me. This is what, so Jesus is showing the flip side of it. Now here's the new way. He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls where you're trying to figure it all out, where you're trying to have every piece in place, where you got to understand everything, you'll find rest there. You'll yeah. find rest. When you do it my way, which what is his way? Faith, not by works, but by faith. Works that follow faith, but not precede faith, right? Yeah. Faith, and he says, my way is faith, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I have found this to be true. Now, if you go into Numbers 20, you can read the story where Moses, you remember Moses came to the rock, and, and basically at that rock, the first time around, they are in the middle of the desert, they don't have any life-giving water, right? They need a miracle. God tells him, strike the rock. Let me add this. By force, by violence, hit that rock, and water will come out. And you see a type and shadow of the old covenant and the new covenant, right? And then let me ask you this. What is the way of faith? We talked about it last week, how to apply our faith, right? We, first thing is we got to know what the word says, how to apply the word. We got to know what the word, the word says. What's, what's the next thing that we do in the process of faith? You remember in Mark 11 it says, what to this mountain? Speak. Speak to the mountain. So the process of faith is a confession. The process of faith is a speaking to that thing. You're a speaking spirit made in the image and likeness of God. What did God do to the darkness? He spoke to it. Let there be light. We're made in the same image. We operate the same way. Once we're born again, we have the same functionality that God does. Matter of fact, he says, have the God kind of faith in Mark 11. And he says, speak to this mountain. Yeah. And you see in Romans chapter 10, when we're born again, confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, right? You see that confession, you see that speaking. All right, so in, go back to Moses. Old Testament, the first time they come around to the rock, strike it, violent, take it by force. Fulfill the law. Do it by your works. Mm -hmm. The next time they come around to the rock, what does God tell them to do? Speak to the rock. Now, that doesn't make sense. And, and watch this. Watch, watch this. Doesn't make sense. Well, that doesn't make sense. Last time I was here, I struck it. Last time I was here, I took it by force. Mm -hmm. Last time I was here, I checked the box off. 
Last time I was here, I, was, I did this. And the Lord said, no, the system's changing. This was a type and shadow of the change to the new covenant. He, instead of speaking to the, what would have happened if he spoke to the rock? It would have worked because that's what God told him to do. But instead, he took the rod, which represents the word of God, which is holy, right? But he, didn't it sound good? Doesn't it? it sounds good. It sounds right. I want to do good things for God. Yeah. It sounds good. It sounds right. Yeah. He took the rod of God, struck the rock again. For mercy's sake, water flowed. For mercy's sake, not because he was right, but that action is what kept him out of the promised land. That action, when he decided, I'm going to do it my way, hear this, he did not receive the salvation of the promised land. He didn't receive the salvation. So that action, although God was merciful to the people because they needed water, but it, that action of legalism, of trying to do it by works and trying to do it by force, blocked the promise from his life. Yeah. Yeah. So what we see is that when we go, it blocks the dream. It kills the dream. And we've got to learn to speak to the rock, believe by faith, don't let doubt enter, forgive. We've got to learn what the word is, know that, remember, uh, faith begins where the word of God is known, right? Faith begins, the Lord just showed me this morning a uh, scripture that backs that up. In 2 Corinthians 2, been staring me in the face. I've been asking this question for multiple years, like, Lord, I know that's true. I need to see this in your word. And he says in 2 Corinthians 2, 14, he says, uh, but thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and manifest through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge. the what of him? Knowledge. See, when we know what who he is and what his character and nature is, that's where faith begins. That's what gets manifest. The knowledge of him is the beginning of that faith. So faith begins where the will of God is known. And so one of the things that we want to see is we need to know this word more and then stop moving by faith by a physical force, but moved by a spiritual force. We take that by faith. It's still a violent taking of faith, but it's not a physical action. It's a spiritual action, right? Amen. Amen. Right, was there any uh, questions on that? Okay, nothing Nothing to share. So what are some places where y'all seen legalism in place, be it in your life or other people's lives? And um, you can tell me it was somebody else, and we'll just not assume it's you. Yeah. But I know I've had I've had some as well. But um, well, I know there was one point of time before we moved here that we were, or not before we moved here, right after we moved here, that we were believing for finances, and and um, you know, as we were believing for finances, like we're like, hey, we're tithing, we're doing, we're you know, we're giving, we're doing yeah. all these different things, and. According to all these things and according to these scriptures, it should be working, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, and as we were talking, what it came down to was we weren't really at rest. Now, not not saying that that was that was the one tick that we didn't have checked yeah. off. That's not that's not what it was. What what it all came down to was we were relying on the things that we were doing in order to see the manifestation. It's a great point. Um, and and it really has nothing to do with what we're doing. It's no, we're we are you know, in the will of God and in fellowship with him. 
and we're doing what he's called us to do, not doing it out of checking yeah. the box, but we're doing it because we know that he's leading us in triumph. And and we got out of rest because we're not seeing it at the moment. We're not seeing the manifestation that we're hoping to see. And we're coming to you asking, where's where are we missing it? Where's that where's that last check? Yeah. That, you know that yeah. that we didn't see. And, um, and and what you had actually done was let doubt creep in mm-hmm. and pull where, on your faith, pull away mm-hmm. from your faith. And that's where we got out of rest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And whenever and, and you know you helped us to recognize that God's got it. You know. Yeah. And and the lack of rest is an evidence of a lack of faith. And whenever I recognize that, I recognize, oh, you're right. Yeah. So like we weren't in faith this whole time. We thought these are all evidences of our faith because we're doing these things. Yeah. But they're not evidences of our faith. They're just things that we've been doing that we've read in scripture. Which is good that we're they, we were doing them. Yeah. But they weren't evidences of our faith because the fear the fear and the lack of rest was an evidence of not faith. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So so you know and it go, it reminds me of you know Paul says in Romans we're saved by wor- by faith apart from works of the law. But in James, he says we're saved by works, not by faith alone. And it seems like it's in contradiction, but it actually all comes together. The, the, the work is the evidence of the of faith. The, faith. Yeah. The, the works is not me yeah. trying to prove that I have faith, you know, because... Faith precedes yeah. works. Mm-hmm. And works without faith is dead, you yeah. know, like, yeah. you know. Like we say faith without works is dead, but works without faith is yeah. dead as well. You know, faith or works is the outpouring of, no, I believe in God, so I'm going to be doing these things because I love him. That's the root of it. It's because I love him, not because I need to check the list. Yeah. It's yeah. because I love him. And, it, and for me, that whole time, it was just, okay, God says to do this. All right, I'll add that to my list. Okay, now, yeah. I, now I need to make sure all these things are checked off. Even if I'm not in faith, you know, like, but I didn't recognize I wasn't in faith. I thought I was in faith because I was checking the box, you know. <laughs> It, but it came. So your you know, faith yeah. was based off of your works, yeah. Not based off of who he is yeah. and his love towards you. Mm-hmm. It was based off of I'm in faith yeah. because mm-hmm. I did these things. Yeah. That's yeah. the that's the legalism. Is it mm-hmm. put? It applies faith to the wrong thing. Yeah. It applies it to my work. It applies mm-hmm. it to a payment. It applies it to a penalty. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And so yeah. whenever we got that revelation, whenever yeah. you opened that up to us. Um, then we were able to deal with with not the list, but deal with the unbelief, yeah. and then and then God provided instantly. Yeah. Got and it all worked out um, once we were able to get that in the right. Amen. Yeah, I still didn't fully understand this at that point, and you know I didn't. <laughs> Still that's don't right. fully understand it now, but you know, but you know, God's been merciful. Well, and that's another that's yeah. another one. Before we leave, talk about we'll talk about that is understanding. You know, mm-hmm. having to understand it before we believe God. Yeah, that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. legalism, mm-hmm. and that I can't receive until I understand. Yeah. Put this in the comments. Faith should always precede works. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not that we don't have works. Yeah. It's that we don't do works apart from faith. Faith yeah. precedes works. Yeah. All right. I've honestly done this so much that it's hard to pick, like, I have, I've I've been trying to think of, like, one specific thing, but it's just been um, my way of thinking. It's just been such an everyday thing that uh, there have been so many small things. Yeah. Um, I don't have a—I'm not sure about one specific time because I've done it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, um, I know one, one thing that's—I did this many different times, but specifically— was trying to receive from, like, the altar, uh, trying to receive, like, when hands are laid on me, trying to receive yeah. from the Lord, 
a lot of times, if you look at pictures of me, someone's laying hands on me, I'd be like this. <laughs> like you're trying to hold it all in. Trying to get it. I'm like. <laughs> I have this. Um, <laughs> I have this one picture. I have this one picture of Dr. Rodney praying for me, and I'm like. Dr. Rodney, he's praying for me. I need to get it all. Praying so hard. And I don't remember what he said, but I remember one time him praying for me and him, I didn't understand at the time, but him saying something. And I, like, now looking back, I'm like, oh, he was so merciful. Like, he knew I was not, like, I was, I was trying so hard and, like, blocking receiving. And he was just, like, and this one picture, like, he stayed with me for a minute. Like, he, he was there praying for me or whatever, but I was, I was not understanding. Like, yeah. I was not, I didn't have a revelation on receiving by faith. I was trying to receive by the list of do this, do this, do, do I need to, and then yeah. I'm, like, thinking, like, do I need to be praying right now? Do I need to, I need, I need, for sure, need to make sure my hands are raised or I'm not getting nothing. Yeah. Like, I have all, you know, I'm trying really hard. Um, actually, I remember Pastor Lois, my pastor, praying for me. And I, I was, I told her one day, I was like, so I have a problem. I can't receive. I can't receive when someone prays for me. I just can't. Like, there's something wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, after service one time, she came over and she prayed for me. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm trying so hard. She's praying for me. And afterwards, she told me, she's like, I can sense. I can sense when I'm praying for you. I can sense it going into your spirit, and I can sense you receiving it in your spirit. Yeah. But I couldn't feel it. I couldn't. Yeah. It wasn't in my head. It wasn't. It wasn't something tangible. And then so you I, can reject the very thing that you got because I didn't feel it. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I got anything, and so I must not have. And mm-hmm. then you actually reject. People reject healing like that yeah. all the time. Yeah. And when she told me that, I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, I'm actually, like, I'm yeah. somewhat, to some degree, yeah. I am pulling out by faith and to some degree, like, receiving yeah. that. Now, maybe receiving it and then just kind of dropping it. But yeah. but the fact that my head and my spirit were, like, kind of yeah. separate, I, I didn't know, I didn't have revelation of that at the time. No, and so what's actually going on in that moment is you are so focused on what you're feeling in the flesh and not focused of what's actually transacting in the spirit that you can't sense what's happening. She could sense what's happening in the spirit, but you couldn't sense it because your mind was so focused on the legalistic side of the flesh. Mm-hmm. I've got to feel it a certain way. I've got to have it receive a certain way, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah. that's um, one, of the, one of the things that's very, very important is the, how do you tell that you're in legalism? How do, you, how do you know that you're in legalism or not? And the difference is the fruit of it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, what is the fruit? Do I have the fruit of peace in my spirit? Is peace, is it what Jesus said, easy and light and humble and gentle? Am I at peace? Am I at rest in those things? Like, yeah, glory to God. Or am I sitting there? Because, I mean, I've, I've done this. Uh, I think Dr. Rodney got on to me about it one time. I've seen people do it. It's like, they're leaning in, and they're getting hands, and they're like, I'm going to get it all, you know, and uh, I'm not going down, you know, I'm not going to yield, I'm not going down, and they don't realize they're fighting that 
actual, they're resisting the flow of the anointing in their life. And so we have to have the fruit of that peace and rest. Here's one thing. There's, here's a little trap that I want you to see. <laughs> Abigail, if you're writing down a list of what not to do and what to do right now. Red, uh, <laughs> a little red flag. Red flag. Yeah. That's a great, great point. Here's one of the things to watch for is, do I have the fruit of, do I have the fruit of that peace and rest? Is it flowing in me? Like I yeah. became so much more peaceful when I actually started operating <laughs> in faith and not by works. I was yielding. I wasn't, I wasn't getting at the end of the service and just like, I didn't get, I didn't get it. Doggone it. Ugh. Like I wasn't, I was at peace. I was at rest in it. I wasn't worried about it. I wasn't concerned about it. I believe that I have received it, whether I feel it or not. But here's a trap that I think people find. Somebody new comes into the church, right? They've not seen this level of stuff. We just had this testimony on Sunday. A, a young man's been coming, and God's been pouring out, you know, and uh, his, wheeze, his knees get weak each time we pray for him. Like He's like, they told me about that, but I'm not sure I, I believed it, but I know it's true now. Like, y'all are opening my eyes to the reality of the power of God. And uh, But one of the things... Uh, that you see is somebody will come into that atmosphere and so much will change that that it just looks so different. Their life changes and goes up just because of the difference in, in atmosphere and the people around them or in faith and all of these things, and their life goes up. And they think that it's such a change from where they've been, they think they've arrived. But then after that, so now they think they're there. You know, they think they're there, but not realizing there's a lot of little things to work on. And a lot of times that person, their life is so different. But then after that little initial honeymoon phase, they'll be trying, they'll be in legalism. And they'll not know that they're in legalism, the way to know that. And then they're like, what's wrong? And some people leave the church after that because they feel like, well, I'm just not feeling what I felt before. The reason yeah. is because you're in legalism. You're trying to check the box now, and you don't even know that you're in legalism, yeah. and it's killing the dream. It's, it's yeah. taking you out of where God's planted you, where your nourishment is, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, the issue is, do you have the fruit of that peace and rest? And definitely communicate, of course, so... What other, what other areas have you seen where legalism has come into play? I'm just laughing, though. Like, I, I chuckled a minute ago because I was like, okay, the fruit is peace and rest. I think I went years without being in rest. Yeah. Years. Yeah. I can look at a chunk of time being like, yeah. been like, I don't, I don't think I was in a godly rest for years that I I think the first time I ever really experienced that to that degree is just since I've been here I I remember like receiving rest receiving peace receiving not being so in my head receiving joy and I was like this is so different like I've my whole life I've served the Lord but this is different this isn't just a check in the box this isn't just a a going through the motions, like actually receiving yeah. godly peace and rest and joy. This is so different. Yeah, amen. That's good. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, just... one of the things I know y'all have done this. I've done this as well. Is in order to receive, I've got to understand it all. 
That's legalism. In other words, I'm sitting there like, all right, if I miss one piece of this message and I don't, and I don't understand the logic of it, I can't receive. You know, so it's like I've got to check every box. But then you'll get to the place where you actually understand all the pieces and it still doesn't work because you're trying to apply it by works, yeah. not by faith. And the faith is in who he is, not in what I've done. Yeah. You know, who he is, not what I've done. Yeah. And so you have this you have this whole thing in the church where people are coming into a service trying to understand every bit of it and not realizing that they're missing it by that. It says you have the unction and you know, or you have the anointing and you know. Mm -hmm. And so instead of trying to approach God from the logical standpoint, approach him from the faith, Lord, I believe I receive what you're showing me and giving me today. And whether my mind catches up yet or not, that anointing will cause my mind to catch up and to know those things better. So there's things that both of y'all, I'll just ask you the simple question is, there's things that both of y'all have tried to understand, but then you just kind of backed up and just said, Lord, I receive. And after you received, did you understand that thing better? Yeah. 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 There was uh, one service in particular that um, in Acts week, I think it was like the first, it was I think the first service, and um, I, I had, um, the Lord had been showing me some things and how to operate and rest and and um, some corrective things, but good things. And I remember I went into service, and I was like, I'm just going to relax. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to totally relax and believe that it, I'm receiving. Yeah. I'm receiving now. I'm, I am receiving, and I'm going to relax. I'm not going to try. try. I'm just going to relax. And it was the first time where I was able to fully track everything that you were saying. Like, wow. I... Yeah. So often I would listen to you preaching and I would be trying to understand what you're saying so hard that I wouldn't know what you were talking about. You'd get in works over it and then get lost. I, yeah. Like I would hear every word. It's kind of like when you read a book yeah. and you read the words and then you don't know yeah. what was just said. I would do that with your, I, I got yeah. to the point where I was doing that, listening to you preaching on Sundays and in services. Yeah. And stuff. I was trying to listen so hard. I have to get every word. I have to get yeah. what he's saying. I have to receive today and I have fear of if I don't receive today, it's going to be bad. I'm going to have a rough week. I need to receive right now. I yeah. need to listen and understand everything that he's saying right now. And I, I, would, I wouldn't get anything. Yeah. Nothing. And yeah. then the night that I totally relaxed and just believed God is good. God <laughs> is good enough. God yeah. is big enough that I'm not relying on what I can do to receive from this service. I'm just relying that I'm, I'm going to open up my hands and just receive because I know he's given to me right now. He's good enough to pour out. He's That's relying exactly on his good it. enough. That's and, the place. And afterwards, I was like, I, I was able to, to not just yeah. mentally grasp, but I was able to yeah. like really receive yeah. the whole night. And, and that had never really happened to me yeah. like that to that, to that extent. And that week, you received all week until towards the end of the week, the devil tried to get in your head through a, mm -hmm. well, you got to understand what's going on. Yeah. And when you went into, I got to understand what's going on, you went from faith into works, and it just like killed that receiving for a little bit of time, I know. Yeah. And then you, then you fix that, but it, like you were doing good. There was no problem. 
And then he he said, "Well, maybe there's a problem here." Well, like yeah. I had I had tried to um, stop being like living out of my mind so much, yeah. and, and we had talked about like uh, following the spirit, following the spirit, and not having to understand everything that's going on and all that. So I had done that, and by like the services Acts week, if you haven't, you guys can go back and watch those services. They were great, but it started on a Monday. By the time I think Friday got there, I'd been, I'd been, I had been receiving a lot, but it it got to the point where it was beyond what I could. Yeah. Like I, I purposed myself to, to to not have to understand everything, but then it got to a point where my flesh was like, my mind was like, or my flesh or mind or whatever was like, uh, this is too much. <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is this can't be right. This can't be right. And and so I it wasn't. It was right, but. Your brain was not thinking. I, I, yeah. I, uh, there was a, there was a trial. There was a, um, a, a guilty proceed. There was all that. And I had confirmed myself guilty. I was like, okay, yeah. I, I have missed it. And, uh, I started to believe I have missed it. And so then I completely blocked off receiving. And, um, and then we talked and, and yeah. fixed that. But How, what, which was better when you were receiving or blocking the reception. They were very different. <laughs> <laughs> was one a little better to you? There was stark contrast. <laughs> one was a lot better. And we're talking like a day apart. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember you. You just like we were having conversation, and my mind's like, you gotta understand. So you're telling, you're you're, you're yeah. giving me wise counsel on how to get out of my head and how to how to receive from the Lord and everything, and I'm like. Like I'm like trying to understand how do I stop doing that? How you're and, enforcing it? And I remember by you, force. Yeah, and I remember you're like right now. Like we're not even in service or anything. You're like right now. You're doing it. Just stop. Like, just, I've had that conversation. I've had that conversation with you. And I'm like I I like because what you were saying was 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 stretching me. It was above. It was yeah. above my normal way of thinking. So I'm. My brain's like, you don't understand this. This is, so my brain's like, you you gotta understand this, yeah. and, and and I just need to receive and be in faith. But I was even the comprehension of what you were saying. You there's a better way sure. because it was, it was a it was stretching. Yeah. I I, I yeah. was I was like, how do I get there by works? Yeah. Not how do I get there by faith? Yeah. Basically, all the things that y'all said. I've done those things as well. You know, it's Caleb a little bit. Yeah. Caleb said, I feel this whole broadcast <laughs> so much. You know, for me, those things are a little bit further in the past, but I have to stay fresh and present on those ideas and concepts as well on a regular basis. But it, and I make sure that I do it. And basically what I do is when I have somebody, how I do it as a pastor is, when I counsel with somebody or I help somebody learn, I immediately will take like that conversation. I'll take that conversation and say, "Am I doing that in any way? You know, is there any place where I need to apply that?" And uh, so, in other words, I'll let other people's mistakes help judge me in that moment, and I'll let the Lord, Lord, am I doing that in any way? If you know, if He shows me something, I fix it. If He doesn't show me, I don't have anything to fix. If God's not correcting me, I don't have anything to fix. You know, don't don't try to fix something that God's not showing you. Novel idea. Don't try to fix something that God has don't God hasn't showed you. Don't create an issue that God hasn't brought up. Yeah, and so one of the 
one of the major points that I've seen is, is one of the things that this, this stuck out with me so much. There was a person that came to church years ago when we were very young, and that person, by their own confession, they read the Word every morning two to four hours a day. I, I wasn't there. I didn't see that, but I believe them. They're the type of person that was very legalistic, and if they said they were doing that, they were doing that. And I, you know, they were very much like that. And I believe that they were what the issue is, they were reading, they were completely legalistic in the Word of God, but it was not changing them. It was not having an effect. All it was doing was all of their work was puffing up their fleshly pride, and they thought they had arrived. I, in the end, I watched this person do one of the most cruel acts I've ever seen in ministry because they thought they had arrived legalism completely. They, they broke down their whole, their whole dream, their whole destiny, because they were legalistic in that, thinking that their number of minutes and hours spent in the Word is what mattered. No, it's what are you doing? Do you love God? Are you doing it because you love God? Are you trying to grow? Are you paying a price to try and grow? Yes. No, I'm doing it because I love God. You know, I'm doing that because I love God. That's the why. That's always got to be the why. I'm doing yeah. this because I love you, Father. That's why I do. Yeah. When we get that right, it man, it helps us so very much. So, amen. Caleb wrote, once I literally felt guilty for not feeling guilty. <laughs> that's, uh, I know, isn't that anybody else? I've felt it. Like, I don't feel guilty right now. Oh, that's so bad. It was like, wait a minute. Now, one time I got to that place, I was like, Lord, I don't have anything to fix right now. He said, enjoy it. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> can I enjoy that? And I just, he had, he was like, he was giving me a break. You know, it wasn't, I didn't have stuff to fix. He was like, just like, take a breather, you know. And, uh, and I've had that happen multiple times in my walk with the Lord. I get to a place, I'm like, I think everything's fixed right now. And it's a, it was like, I don't know what to do with this. And the devil makes you like, no, that can't be. You're evil. You're w wicked. You're, you're, you're condemned, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And the Lord's like, enjoy the moment, you know. It'll, yeah. you know, basically, there'll be something soon enough. Just yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> and there was. But it's always <laughs> been that way. But anyway, have you gotten something out of this today? Uh, we don't want to see your dreams killed. We want to see those dreams and that destiny fulfilled. Not killed, but fulfilled. And we just invite you right now. Lord, I just pray, any areas where legalism has been happening, where, Lord, we don't want to be guilty of all because we've missed one thing. Lord, let us operate in faith, hope, and love, and let us move to the heights that you've called us to and not be held back by the letter of the law and the legalism there. Father, any area where that has been holding us back, let us see that now and walk in it in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. We just praise God for you. I'm going to turn this over to Barrett for her to do the offering today. If you've gotten something out of this, it would not surprise me if the Lord's saying, you need to sow into this message and receive that. If he's telling you to do that, do it. If he's not, don't. But she's going to share that with you. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow, and we praise God for you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for being on with us today and hanging on to the end. 
Because really, this is one of the best parts of the broadcast. There's an opportunity to sow into the King of Kings. We love the Word of God, and the Word of God tells us that sowing and reaping is a beneficial system that God set up to bless you. Not to bless him, but to bless you. He's a good God who gives liberally to his children. The word tells us there's, there's not one good thing that he withholds from those who walk uprightly. One of the ways of walking uprightly is through sowing and reaping. And so today, as you have received this word, as it's gone into your heart, and you know, things are looking different for me. I'm going up higher. My life is increasing today. I'm not living by the list anymore. I'm going to live by the grace of God through faith in him. And as I do that, I know that he's going to partner with me. If this is you and the Lord's talking to you about that, then I would encourage you, ask him, Lord, what do you want me to sow? I want to invest my life, my livelihood into this word. And what he does with that seed is he is then able to bless you abundantly, abundantly. For every person sowing today, expect an abundant harvest to come into your life quickly. So if that's you and he's saying, yes, today's your day, sow in faith and you're going to receive then great news. We've made it super easy for you to do so. We don't want there to be anything hard about obeying the king. So to do that, you can scan the QR code right over here, or you can go to giveww.org and it'll bring up all of our various ways of giving that we have. Cash App, PayPal, uh, Venmo, just the cryptocurrency. You can actually go onto our Tithely app that we have. There's so many different ways to give. But whichever way he tells you to do, just be quick, be obedient, be willing, and watch as blessed, blessed, blessed is what God calls you. And as his blessings flood into your life. So I'm going to pray over your seed today. We are going to watch it return back to you quickly. And we're excited to hear testimonies off of what happens as you partner with the word. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for each and every single sower. Thank you, Father, that your goodness and your mercy is following after us every day of our life. Lord, I thank you that your goodness is following after these seeds that are being sown. Lord, we call them blessed. We call each sower blessed, each seed blessed. And in the name of Jesus, may they be pressed down, shaken together, running over. Let them return back into the hands of the sowers quickly. Quickly, quickly, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for it. We praise you that you are good and your faithfulness is forever. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we thank you for being on with us this weekend, guys. It's Holy Spirit service. So if you, not just Holy Spirit service, it's Holy Ghost weekend. So if you are looking to grow in the things of God, look no further. We have some opportunities for you to do so this weekend. Friday night is our prayer night where we seek the face of God. Soul winning Saturday, we go out into the community and win souls. And then we give our entire day on Sunday back to the Lord just to bless him because we love him. So come be a part of everything that God has for you. We love you. We thanks you. For, we thanks you. We thanks you for being on with us today. And we're going to be back tomorrow at 1130 a.m. for another episode of Lunch Plus. Have a good day.